Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Patrick McKenzie, James Regan with us this morning as we look at the various subjects of the day. Good morning to you gentlemen. First of all, start with you, Pat, and a little bit of boxing news where Joseph Parker has called out to Andy Ruiz for a rematch. Yeah, that's right, Smithy, and uh, Happy New Year to you and James. I haven't, haven't been on yet uh, this year, so great to be back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Parker has uh, called out Andy Ruiz. Of course, those two fought back in Auckland in 2016 uh, when uh, Joseph Parker won the WBO Heavyweight World title uh, in a very close fight, majority decision won by Parker. Uh, and he feels, obviously, that... Uh, He's in a, in a good position to, to win the rematch again, so he's, he's called out Andrew Ruiz. He's a bit happening in the division, obviously. Uh, Parker's turned down a chance to fight uh, Croatian Filip Hergovic, um, basically because the money isn't right, I think. And uh, He's also sort of recovering from uh, slight elbow issues, um, again aggravated uh, during his fight against, recent fight against Chisora, Derek Chisora, uh, in Manchester, so yeah, he he feels Parker feels he can beat Ruiz. I think the the fight will be held in America, where Ruiz, uh, with his Mexican heritage, has a has a pretty big following. Um, so that that will be a very interesting fight. Obviously, the the, the the pair have gone in different directions since that fight in 2016. Ruiz uh, went to the top of the world when he shocked the world, really, when he beat Anthony Joshua in, in that big fight in uh, in New York. Uh, since then, he's sort of been on a bit of a decline. So, yeah, intriguing fight and, and one I very much look forward to. It's actually, James, uh, quite easy to catch up with what's happening in New Zealand boxing because they're all basically under the same roof at the moment, aren't they? You've got Joseph Parker, David Neeker and uh, Sonny Bill Williams all there uh, with the Gypsy King. So you only have to ring one phone number almost. Yeah, that's right. They've formed kind of a, a bit of a super group out there. Uh, with Tyson, and it's great to, to see because they're obviously all enjoying themselves and they're all, all working really hard as well. We saw how much Joe uh, improved under Andy Lee and in that kind of environment between the two Chisora fights. So something like a yeah Ruiz rematch kind of makes sense. And, and as Pat said, it will be a really interesting fight. Hopefully in America they can draw a massive crowd and then it, it'll be the more good exposure for Joe as he kind of goes about his, his journey, hopefully back to a a world title, but yeah, the, the Kiwis out there really, um, really putting themselves on the map on on boxing's world stage, which is which is amazing to see. Queenstown looks like might be the hub of rugby. How, how many times have we heard this uh, in the past? Really, where Queenstown was going to be, James, uh, possibly 
uh, the spot where teams accumulated or teams uh, went through all the protocols, etc., during this COVID uh, system that we're working under. But all of a sudden, here we hear it again. It could be the home of uh, Super Rugby Pacific as such. Yeah, I'm sure Queenstown are absolutely loving this as well because obviously a lot of their tourism would have been hit because of COVID. So having all the Super Rugby teams would, would be a bit of a draw card for, for anyone who can maybe get down. But it's kind of what the competition will have to do and would always have to do under these circumstances, under red light and the need, I guess, to, to ensure players are safe and remain COVID-free to keep the competition going. And kind of a hub and a bio-bubble is what a lot of, or all of these world uh, sporting competitions have had to do. And it kind of makes sense for Super Rugby at this stage to follow suit just to be extra cautious as kind of this Omicron outbreak um, takes hold. So fair play to New Zealand Rugby and, and to all of them for kind of getting ahead of this and... and getting on top of it nice and early because the last thing we would want is kind of play to get underway as normal and then it has to get shut down because players have been got COVID or, or whatever. So the fact that they're kind of getting on top of it early is, is a big credit to them and, and good for Queenstown as well. Well, it is. It is good for Queenstown, uh, Patrick, but I, I would believe uh, and I would imagine that Queenstown hoteliers, moteliers, uh, cafe owners, etc., will be under the attitude of "I'll believe it when I see it." I've been teased quite a lot. <laughs> That's right, and you know, I've got a couple of points um, about this um, proposal. I guess um, one is that you know this was this was sort of mooted um, last year, wasn't it, by the three Auckland teams in the MPC, uh, Auckland, North Harbour, and Counties Manukau who uh, wanted to, in order to, to remain competing in the MPC, they proposed they, they enter separate bubbles in Taupo uh, in order to train and prepare and possibly play uh, there because they couldn't in Auckland due to the lockdown. And, of course, that was knocked back by the, by the Ministry of Health and various government officials. So that was, um, that was extremely disappointing for, for all those involved there and also the fans, the fans of the teams who didn't see them play at all. Uh, after it was after it was cut off. So look, I know I know things have changed. We went we've gone from elimination to suppression. Um, so hopefully we will see all these teams based in, in Queenstown and, and operate sort of as normal in terms of the competition. Um, but secondly, but these, these players are going to have to be kept on a pretty short leash. I would have thought if it does go through. You know, I'm not sure how the, how long they potentially spend in Queenstown, but six or seven weeks or so in one spot in the same hotel, uh, a lot of young men sort of seeking um, various forms of distraction and entertainment away from rugby uh, during a pandemic is going to be quite difficult, I would have thought. So um, hopefully it goes ahead. Hopefully we see um, Super Rugby Pacific um, start on the, on the day it's supposed to start and we see some good action. But um, certainly there could be, uh, could be a few interesting issues ahead, I'd suggest. I suggest you're right. I would suggest you're right, Patrick. Uh, Patrick McKendry, James Regan with us at the moment. It is 10.30 here on SENZ, uh, and hopefully Trudy's with us with the news, and the, the boys will be back shortly with uh, another couple of other topics. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. James Regan and Patrick McKendry are with us on the panel this morning. Patrick McKendry, did you ever doubt that Lydia Coe would be back? No, no, not really, Smithy. I, I didn't actually watch it. I was away 
where I couldn't get any or much coverage at all. Um, but, you know, reading the headlines and the stories afterwards, um, not really. You know, when when she's in anywhere approaching good form, Lydia Ko, she's just got sort of nerves of steel, hasn't she? And um, and she's got such a short, good short game that can get her out of trouble if necessary, um, then no, no, I certainly wouldn't doubt her. And I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't bet against her if she's in contention. Uh, and just looking back, you know, at the Olympics where, where she got that bronze medal and, and such a great performance in her, and the sportsmanship and attitude and behaviour that she showed on the course and, and to her opponents, just brilliant. You know, I think, I think Lydia deserves every success she gets. And um, just, yeah, a wrap to see her again start the, start the year so well. Interesting, James. Uh, she's looking at finishing at the age of 30. That's what we're hearing. That would give her a career in the PGA, the LPGA, of around about 15 years. And a lot of people would say that's long enough for anyone, uh, 15 years at that level. But to retire at the age of 30 uh, when you're that good at anything these days is almost unthinkable. Do you see that happening? Yeah, it's it's hard to say because that's definitely... She's pretty firm in that in that kind of opinion, and you would hate to see that if she's especially at the top of her powers and, and playing as well as she can. If she goes out um, at that age, it would be such a shame. But if that's what she wants, it does it does feel as well because she's been around for so long that she's a bit older than she is. But we kind of forget how young Lydia Coast is and how much she has to give. So I think it was it was a pretty. Well, it was a really impressive performance over the weekend and Pat touched on it, but to hold her nerve like she did and kind of lead from the front, we've seen over the past couple of years her maybe dip off when she's been in that position before, but whatever she's doing uh, from the psychological point of view is, is obviously working because she was really just dominant and he didn't doubt that she would be able to get the job done, especially over the weekend. So whatever she's doing, I hope she keeps it up because it's great to watch and it's great to see her back at the top as well, and I think it's going to be a really big year for Lydia Coe. Yeah, the Golf Hall of Fame seems to be a, a real carrot, one of the talking points now. She's still got a little bit to achieve, but I think it, she'd be one of the youngest to ever get in there if uh, that does eventuate. Uh, James, the uh, Winter Olympics just three days away. It's not always been a sport that we've uh, looked at. It certainly pales into insignificance to the Summer Olympics, Commonwealth Games. Maybe it's number three in that regard, but... I think this year might be a little bit different because we have uh, some real possibilities to go all the way here. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some incredible uh, athletes up and Zoe Sadowski sent it first up in a, in a few days in qualifying and you hope she can really hit the ground running and, and get away um, off to a good start. But there are so many good stories, so many promising athletes out there looking around um, kind of the images we've seen on social media and that the setup in Beijing as well just looks phenomenal. They All credit to them, look like they've done a really good job um, with getting this organised, especially under the COVID circumstances. So can't wait. And it's one of those things as well, you'll see some sports that you've never really taken much interest in before and then you'll just get right into it. You'll be, um, you'll be cheering on the Kiwis. Patrick, what about you? Will you be showing uh, interest in it as such? Yeah, yeah, I will, Smithy. And, you know, especially because, um, you know, New Zealand are a good chance, aren't they? Um, Zdowski, Sinnott and Porteous, of course, they, they won medals um, four years ago. Um, so they'll be very confident, and especially given their recent form. But, you know, I'm old enough to remember um, Annalise Koberger in 1992, 
mm. um, winning that silver in, um, in the skiing in, in France at, at the Winter Olympics there. Before that, I think New Zealand had gone something like 40 years without winning any sort of uh, Winter Olympic medals. So we're really sort of um, hitting a, a golden age, so to speak, uh, in, in New Zealand in terms of New Zealand's Winter Olympics efforts. So, which is brilliant, you know, great for the sport and great for younger kids to get inspired by it. So it's um, something I'll be looking forward to watching, yeah, for sure. Actually, I just uh, had a, a text come in from Michael from Wellington, and uh, I hadn't uh, hasn't crossed my mind until now, actually. Um, Patrick, uh, Super Rugby or Picky is just around the corner, isn't it, as well? Uh, what are the, if, if, the, if Super Rugby Pacific has to go to Queenstown as one group, what happens to Super Rugby or Picky? Oh, I'm not. I'm not sure, Smitty. I'd say it's it's probably going to be in a bit of danger. Um, the uh, the w- women tend to get the the short end of the stick, don't they? So if anything's going to be cancelled or postponed or rescheduled, it's probably that competition. But um, fingers crossed, it doesn't happen. Hopefully, there are there are plans underway for that. You know, historic competition to start as scheduled as well. James, we talked to today about um, most hated sporting people. From your point of view, I think it's more on the back of uh, Nick Kyrgios, uh, his behaviour the other day against Michael Venus, uh, perhaps uh, Kokonakis and Medvedev to a certain extent, behaving like fools at times with the crowd in particular. Uh, and I, I, I go back, I, we, we also con- uh, coincide today with uh, Greg Chappell and, and the uh, underarm incident, which, which is somewhat 41 years ago. But uh, if I had to ask you, uh, for a sportsman who has riled you over the years or really got to you, uh, who would it be? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. Tennis players at the moment especially seem to be right up there. Mine would probably still be Novak just because of the way he carried on and, and because of the issue that it was and, and about it. So I'd go Novak. I think definitely you mentioned Michael Venus. If you asked him, his would probably be Nick Kyrgios at the moment for what happened last week, but yeah, I don't know what it is about tennis players, but they they have a way of annoying people, don't they? They certainly do. I mean, the, the Kyrgios spectacle was quite unbelievable. People will say it's great for ratings. Uh, some will say it's great for the game. I'm not sure about that. Not great for kids to emulate that sort of thing. But however, um, what about you, Patrick? Who's really over your uh, history of doing sport? Um, I, I just wonder who's got, got up your nose the most. Well, I guess I'm, I'm a wee bit like you, Smithy, although for different reasons, obviously. Um, uh, probably Australian cricketers in general. Um, growing up as an impressionable boy watching uh, the underarm incident, which is still fresh in my memory, even 41 years later. Um, you know, going through to, to the various um, villains of the piece, you know, from, from a New Zealand um, perspective anyway. Uh, Mike Whitney, and Rod, Rodney Hogg, those guys, but um, of course, more recently, Steve Smith, and I think um, I think w- uh, one individual that, that most New Zealanders can agree that we love to hate will be David Warner or Dum Dum Davey, as he's um, officially known here. <laughs> I think he'd take the cake yeah. for various reasons. Yeah, Davey Warner's on a lot of the people's list this morning. I can promise you, gentlemen. Thank you so much this morning, uh, James Regan, Patrick McCrendry, for your opinions and your thoughts on those uh, various matters. Uh, Another panel at the same time tomorrow morning.